Um, okay, so the learning, uh, there's a couple people today. So um, it's dedicated for, like I said yesterday, for Yehuda Pelo, for Hatzlach, those that are learning. Avi Hershkowitz, Lezecha Nishmas, Hinda, Bas Yaisi, Alevi, Ziyarte, this week, Nisham Shavaliyah. The Malka Roll House for Gila Bas Shloim, Aliyah, Bas Ephraim, Nisham Shavaliyah. A couple people anonymously by Mr. Lord Shrefu Shalem, Yehudis Bas Miriam, Shisham Shrefu Shalem, Bekarov. And by Danny Sasson, Zechan Nishmas, Yitzchak Ben Chaim Halevi, Neshama Shahavan Aliyah. Okay, so we're up to the beginning of Memtes Amid Aleph. We're up to four lines into the page, but I want to review what happened. The Mishnah said that Nezikin, Shaman Lan Be'idis, that when you're paying damages, you pay with Idis, you pay with the best of the fields. Meaning, you, the, let's say you have cheap, you have low, good, and best quality. You give the best quality, pay for, for the damages. Now, the Mishnah said that's b'nei tikkun o'ilam. B'nei tikkun o'ilam, that's to benefit society. So we had a kasha. The kasha was, so why is that to benefit society? It's the Pasuk and the Torah. It says, meitav sadeyu, meitav karma yishalim. It's a biblical concept. It's not a, it's not a tikkun o'ilam. It's a biblical concept. That's uh, why are you saying it's Deiraisa. So the Gemara said yesterday, this is just a recap of the end of yesterday's daf. Yesterday we said that that it's Deiraisa, it follows Rav Yishmael. That Rav Yishmael feels that mid Deiraisa you pay with the best quality of the Nizik, but Tikkun Oilam you pay with the best quality of the Mazik. What is this referring to? It says the Machlekes Rav Yishmael and Rav Akiva. The Machlekes was a little bit unclear what the argument was about, but basically what we summarize is as follows. The case was that the person who got damaged, his best quality was equal to the cheapest quality of the damager. So you have the guy, uh, uh, Ruvain beat up Shimon. Ruvain is very, very wealthy. Shimon's, Ruvain, whatever, destroyed Shimon's field, okay? Shimon, Ruben is very wealthy, Shimon is not. Shimon's best quality is equal to Ruben's cheapest. So according to Rav Yishmael, Midiraisa, Bidinizak Shaminon, Midiraisa, Ruben can give his cheapest quality. I, the Pasuk says the best. Yeah, that, that's, that's his best. I can give my cheapest because that's his best. Rav Akiva disagrees. He says, by the way, that's Deiraisa. And then Tikkun Oilam, they changed it. Rav Akiva says, no, Deiraisa, you have to pay the, the damager's best. So that's the case. The case is where the damager's cheapest is equal to the damagee's best. And do you give your cheapest or, or, or your best? Your cheapest because it's equal to his best? Or your best because Meitav Sadeyu? That's a Machlaikis, Rav Yishmal, and Rav Akiva. Yeah? Why not? Because if you're saying you you need to pay yeah to re- reimburse somebody, correct? You damage them or hurt them. Yeah. Why would you? Why was the hava going to be at all to your far to be to damage the one who you damaged? You're the one paying. True. I don't have the level of the, oh like, no no. So we're going to get to that. Oh oh. So we're going to get to that. That we're going to touch on today. So the Gemara says four lines into the page. We're going to touch on this. So Rav Yishmal feels that midaraisa we analyze it bidemazik. And Rabbi Shmuel B'denizek, I'm sorry, we go with the damagers, uh, the damagees, we go by his best. So if his best is my cheapest, I give him my cheapest. And Rabbi Kibbe says, no, mazik. So my type of Rabbi Shmuel, why does Rabbi Shmuel say that you go with the nizik? Because nemra sada lamata, the nemra sada lamayla. It says you have to pay a sada, and it says the guy's sada got damaged. Ma sada amur lamayla denizek, just like the, when the Pasuk describes 
the damage, it was obviously the, the person who got damaged. So to when you pay it, you pay his best. So when the Pasuk says metav sadeyu, it means metav of his metav. Not your metav, his metav. So the Pasuk is clearly saying nizik. Rav Akiva says, Mazik, why? Rav Akiva says, The Pasuk says, Meitav Sadeyu, give your best. It's obviously referring to the one who's paying. Meitav Sadeyu, give your best. So it's a machlekes, Rav Akiva and Rav Ishmael, whether the Pasuk is referring to the Nizik or the Mazik. Now, the problem is, Rav Akiva makes a very good argument. Rav Ishmael says the Pasuk is talking about Nizik because it says Sada and says Sada, so it's like Zereshava. Rav Akiva just says very simple. What is the Pasuk? Just think about the Meshmos. Read it like a child. The Pasuk says, Meitav Sadeu Yishalim, the best of your fields, you shall pay. The Pasuk indicates that the Mazik, the one who damages, gives his best. So you want to say this Xer Shava to say Sada, Sada, just like there it's Nizik over here. It says, but there's the Pashup Shad on the Pasuk. So Rabbi Shmuel says, Rabbi Shmuel, Ahani Xer Shava, Ahani Kra. Rabbi Shmuel says they both could be right. Meaning, in general, it's the Nizik's best, but there are going to be times where it's the Mazik's best. What's the case? The Gemara says, Ahani Xer Shavli Kadamran, Ahani Kra, the Isle Lamazik Idis Viziboris, Viziboris Tidei, Lo Shavia Kiidis de Nizik, the Mishalim Mimetav. There is a scenario where Rabbi Shmuel agrees that the Mazik is going to give his best, and that is the following case. Right? We were talking about the case before, is that the, the Mazik's cheapest is equal to the Nizik's best. What if the Mazik just has two categories? He's got cheap and good. That's all he's got. He's got Ziboris and Idis. And the, and the Nizik's best is in between. It's in between. So he can't give his cheapest because his cheapest is not equal. It's in between. Meaning if it lines up that the, the Nizik's best is his cheapest, perfect. According to every should give you cheapest. But the case is where the Nizik's best is in between. So he can't give his cheapest. So what does he give? He gives his best. So there are scenarios where you'll give your best if it doesn't line up. That's it. So Rabbi Shmuel says it could be there are scenarios where you give your best, but there are also scenarios where you don't give your best. That's it. So Rabbi Shmuel says it could work. So that's the machlekes Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. And Rabbi Kiva says you go with the mazik's best, meaning Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva is actually being more. Um, the the case was again your cheapest is equal to their best. Rabbi Shmuel is being lenient. That he says you give your cheapest. Rabbi Kiva is being machmer. And he says no, you give your best. And then Rabbi Kiva said kal v'chaimer lehegdish, kal v'chaimer hegdish. Also, you give your best. Meaning you give your best over here. Kal v'chaimer lehegdish. What exactly is the case by hegdish where you're giving your best? So the Gemara says, um, okay. Rav Kiva says, I feel that it's not being lenient like you. I think you have to give your best always, the Mazik's best always. Even if your cheapest is equal to his best, you have to give your best. You have to give your best. What is the case of Hegdish? So the Gemara says, What is the case of Hegdish? So let's go with option number one. Case is, my ox, I'm, my ox is not belonging to the base of Mikdash. My ox gored the ox of the base of Mikdash, so I have to pay. And if I, have, I don't have cash, so I'm paying land, the Hegdash can take my best. Meaning, Rav Akiva's point is that you have to pay your best. If you're paying Hegdash, you have to pay your best also. What's the case? My ox gored the ox of the base of Mikdash, and I have to pay, and I'm paying my best. Meaning, they don't take my cheapest land, they take my best land. Now here's the problem. The problem is, uh, the problem is that if my ox gores the ox of the base of Mikdash, I don't have to pay anything. 
It's due to a technicality. The Pasuk says that if my ox gores my friend's ox, so don't tell me the case is where my ox gores the ox of the Beis HaMikdash. And not only do I have to pay, I have to pay Idis, the best. That's not true. I don't have to pay at all. It's due to a technicality. That can't be the case. Because I don't have to pay in that case at all, let alone Hegdish. I, I, I don't have to pay at all. So I said, okay, let's put that aside. So what's the case of Hegdish? Okay, very simple. I say I'm giving an acre of land to the base of Hegdish. I don't specify what type. When they collect it, they collect from the best type. Here's the problem. Wait, wait a minute. Isn't that just a case of like, I owe you money, right? If I owe you, just uh, not, not, no damages. I, owe, I borrowed $1,000 from you. I owe you $1,000. You're collecting. What do we say in the Mishnah? Balchoiv is beininess. Balchoiv collects from the middle quality. So you're telling me that if I pledge to the Beis Amikdash, which is a chov, right? Whenever you make a pledge, it's a chov. I made a pledge to the Beis Amikdash. They could take idis. They could take more than the standard. So the Gemara says... And Rav Akiva maybe would respond, yes, Hegdish you have to pay more. Hegdish has a stronger claim than the average Balchov. But isn't that strange? We just got finished saying that if I damage your ox, I have to pay. If I damage the ox of the base, I don't have to pay. Which means their ability to collect and claim seems to be weaker. So you're telling me that they can't collect if I damage them, but if I owe them money, they could collect better quality then a standard loan? That, that's strange. The Gemara says, And if you tell me that Rav Akiva Taka feels, the case is where I pledged money to the Beis HaMikdash, and I'm a Balchoiv, and generally Balchoiv, you collect Beninus, middle quality, but for the Hegdish, Beis HaMikdash, you collect the best quality. But Isn't that strange? Because you just got finished saying that if I damage Hegdish, I don't have to pay at all, which means they're their sort of claims and hands are weaker. So now the, the, you're going to argue that they could collect a chayv from a higher strength, but when it comes to damages, they're weaker. So isn't that strange? So the Gemara says, you're right. Scrap it. Go back to the original shot. The case is my ox gored an ox of the Beis Hamikdash, and I have to pay, if I pay from land, I have to pay idis. But wait a minute, I thought it's shara'eu amar achman of aloy shashal I thought I don't have to pay at all. The answer is, there is a tana that feels that you have to pay, and you have to pay idis, and that's Roshim ben Manasya. So Rav Akiva is following Roshim ben Manasya, meaning yes, the standard Rabbanon disagree, the standard Rabbanon feel that if you damage a shashal hegdish, you don't have to pay at all. But Rav Shimba Benasiyah is choylik. And Rav Akiva follows Rav Shimba Benasiyah. He feels that if you damage a shoshal hegdish, not only do you have to pay, you have to pay idis. The Gemara says, Rav Akiva, loylam denachi tarli dandetar de hegdish. Really go back to the original shot. It's my ox, gores an ox of the Beis Hamikdash. And Rav Akiva is saying, I have to pay idis. But wait a minute, I thought I don't have to pay at all. Rav Akiva, savalak Rav Shimba Benasiyah. He follows Rav Shimba Benasiyah. Detanya, Rav Shimba Benasiyah, oimer, shoshal hegdish, shenogach l'shoshal hegdish. Menasi says like this: If an ox of the Beis Hamikdash gores my ox, Potter, Beis Hamikdash doesn't have to pay. They, you're not going to charge the Beis Hamikdash. But But if my ox gores the ox of the Beis Hamikdash, Ben Tam, Ben Muid, whether it's gored the once, twice, three times, doesn't matter. Mishalim Nezik Shalim, you pay full. So Rav Akiva follows the Shemem Menasia that the Hegdish's claim is strong, and therefore you also have to pay Idis. Okay, now. 
so 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 it turns out. So when Rav Akiva says Kavachaim Lahegdish, what he's saying is, I follow Shem Menasya that if my ox gores an ox to the base Hamikdash, you have to pay and you have to pay Idus. Okay. So just to summarize, what you have over here is we had a cryptic machloikis between Rav Shmuel and Rav Akiva. We didn't really understand what it meant yesterday, right? Because Rav Shmuel says Meitav Sadeyu Denizik. Rav Akiva says Leibah Kasev El Legaves Meneidus, which didn't really make much sense. Kavuchar Milahegdish. And what we said yesterday was the machloikis was as follows: the following scenario, the cases where my I'm very wealthy. I destroy your field. My cheapest is equal to your best. Rav Shmuel says, give your cheapest. Rav Akiva says, give your best. That's one machloikas. And Kavachar Hegdish. And then Rav Akiva saying, hey, I also follow Rosh Hashem So the Gemara says, maybe get rid of the two machloikasim. Maybe the whole argument is just whether you follow Rosh Hashem or not. Meaning, we, we assume that there's two machloikasim. The first machloikas is the case where your cheapest is equal to his best. And do you give nizik or mazik? There's a second machloikas, do you follow Roshim and Manasseh? Why not just scrap the whole thing? Just say, they're arguing in one case of Hegdish, and they're arguing in whether you follow Roshim and Manasseh or not. Because again, Rav Akiva said a cryptic line. He said, Maybe it's just, they're just arguing about Roshim and Manasseh. Now, the, the problem is that the Lashen does not imply like that at all. The Lashen implies this, two machleksim. The Lashen implies that they're arguing about a Pasuk. The Lashen implies that they're talking about damages, non-Hegdish. But the Gemara will get to that in a second. The Gemara says like this, If you're telling me that there's a side machleikas about whether we follow Shem and Manasya, that if you damage the Sharshal Hegdish, do you have to pay? Then, Why are you so confident that Ravishon Shon and Rav Akiva have this first machleikas? Again, in the case where you're your cheapest is equal to his best. And do you go with Nizik? Do you go with Mazik? Perhaps everybody agrees, like Ravi Shmuel, you give your cheapest. Everybody agrees to be lenient, give your cheapest. And the whole machleik is Ravi Shmuel and Ravi Kiva is in the specific case where your Mazik the Sharshal Hegdish, do you have to pay? Perhaps that's the whole Machlaikas. Perhaps that's the Machlaikas. How do you know there's two Machlaikas? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you very simply put, the Lushan implies there's two Machlaikas. First of all, Imkain my Loiba Hakosov. First of all, Rav Akiva says Loiba Hakosov. Loiba Hakosov means that they're darshaning in a Pasuk. Which makes sense to what we said originally, that they're arguing about Metav Sadehu. Is it Metav Denizik, Metav Demazik? It sounds like they're arguing in a Pasuk. Now, if you're telling me the whole Machlaikis is just in a specific case of Hegdish, and it's not even based on Psukim, it's just based on Svara, then what's Loi Baha Kosov? Kosov means they're arguing in a Pasuk. Okay, secondly, Oid, my Hegdish. Secondly, what does Rav Akiva mean? Rav Akiva actually is really just saying one thing, and that is, you have to pay when you're paying Hegdish. So what's Kalvachaymer Lahegdish? Right? It sounds like there's one machlaikas, and then he's saying, and kalvachaymer lahegdish, meaning, I'm being strict by damages, kalvachaymer, meaning, the way we understood it originally, they're arguing in a case where your cheapest is equal to their best. Rabbi Shmuel says, give your cheapest, be lenient. Rabbi Akiva says, no, you have to give your best, you have to be strict. Kalvachaymer, you have to give your best by hegdish, so then it makes sense. But if you're telling me the whole machlaikas is, everybody agrees, give your cheapest. So what's kalvachaymer lahegdish? Well, I'm being lenient over here. Kavachaymer, I'm going to be strict by Hegdish. That doesn't flow. And the last one is um, you want to say that their whole argument is about Hegdish and they don't argue the Nizik and Mazik. They do argue Nizik and Mazik because we have a Brisa that speaks it out. Vaoid, my Kav, Vaoid, Ha'amar Ravashi, go to the next page. 
Tanya Behedya, we have a Brisa that clearly states what the Machlekes is. The Brisa says, Meitav Sadeu, Meitav Karmi Yishale, Meitav Sadeu, Shal Nizik, Meitav Karmi Yishal Nizik, the Rebbe Shmuel. Rebbe Shmuel says Nizik. Rebbe Kiva, Oimer, Meitav Sadeu, Shal Mazik, Meitav Shakar Shal Mazik. So, okay, well, that's, uh, that's that. So there's definitely a Machlekes because the Brisa clearly states there's a Machlekes. Okay, now we started yesterday's whole, this whole discussion was based on the following question. The post, the Brisus, the Mishnah said, when you're paying Nizakin, you pay with Idis because of Tikkun Oilam. Tikkun Oilam means to benefit society. Meaning, if if I damage you and I have to pay my best, I'm probably going to stop damaging you. So it's to keep society. The problem was we asked Akasha, it's not to benefit society, it's Doraisa. So we said, no, it really follows Ravi Shmal, who generally goes with Nizik, and for benefit of society, Mazik. It was all based on the assumption that we had a question, which is, you're telling me it's Tikkun Olam, I thought it's Doraisa. The answer is, Ravin Omer, he has a much simpler answer. Really, let, forget, scrap everything you know. Go back that it's really Doraisa, you pay with the Mazik. Doraisa, you pay with the Mazik. Why does it say, Misha, say Tikkun Olam if it's Doraisa? The answer is, Rav Shimini, the Darsh time of the crow. We've had this before. Rav Shimon's shita was that we darshan reasons for the Torah. So he's saying, the Torah says mazik. You want to know why? Tikkun olam. So it's, it, the Mishnah does not mean it's a rabbinic enactment. It's a Doraisa concept. The Mishnah is just telling you why. It's like the reasons for the Torah. Rav Shimon felt comfortable darshaning and, and using the reasons for the Torah to affect halacha. So Rav Shimon is saying, the, the, the Pasuk is telling you go with the mazik. Forget Rav Shimon, go with Rav Kiva. Mazik, you pay with the mazik. You pay, the mazik always pays his best. So why does the Mishnah say tikkun olam if it's deraisa? He's giving you the reason for the Pasuk. It's tikkun olam. And now... A very long brace until the two dots is going to go through how all of these things in the Mishnah, the reasons for all of them. Meaning that Tikkun Olam could be Doraisa, and how each one could work, and what's the reason for Tikkun Olam? Like, what's the benefit society that you pay with Mazik? What's the benefit society you pay Idis, Bainan, Isiboris, all that stuff? Let's read it inside. Darish time of the crow. Matam Kamar, and Rav Shimon is saying, what's the reason? Matam Anizak and Shambi, this what is the reason that the Torah says that you have to pay with the Mazik's best? It's to benefit society. What is a benefit society? So there's a very long brisa that speaks out what the benefit of society is. Detanya. Om Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, How come if you damage someone, you have to pay your best field? What, what's the reason? It's for people that were stealing and people that were... Uh, Hamas is also taking it, but then you pay for it. But it's, it's right there. It's a type of Geneva. Why? Meaning people were damaging each other. Because a person will say to himself, Why would I damage somebody? Why would I steal from him? If I steal from you, if I damage you... $1,000, Bezdin is going to come and take my best field. It's not worth it. And it'll stop people. Okay. It's very simple. It's a benefit society. It stops people damaging. If you give a tough punishment, it'll stop people from damaging. Okay, so let's go to the next part of the mission. The mission has said that if I owe you money, no damage, I owe you money, you collect from Bainanis. Now, why? Shouldn't you collect your best? So the Gemara says, The Gemara says the following scenario. Why, why is it that you pay Bainanis and not the best? Right? You, owe, you borrowed $1,000 from me. I want to collect the money. 
So the Mishnah says, I collect your middle fields, not your best fields. Why? Why not collect your best fields? The answer is very simple. What if I know you have really, really good fields, but I also know that you're strapped on cash? So I'll say it like this, I'll lend you money with the pure intention, hoping that when you foreclosure, I'll collect your best field. Therefore they said, no, 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 you're not getting his best field because then it's gonna to lead to people trying to, to take advantage of each other. Now let me ask you a question. If that's the case, then go all the way, then go extreme, then just collect the cheapest. The answer is, because then people are not gonna lend money. If I lend you money and I know I'm not getting, I'm getting cheap swampland back, yeah. that's called the Shleitinel Delis Bef Love, and you're gonna stop people from actually lending money to each other. Okay, let's go back to the Mishnah. The next part of the Mishnah was that a ksuba, a woman collects her ksuba from Ziboris, from the cheapest. Now, why? Oh, Ksubas Isha Biziboris, Divrav Yehuda, Rameir of Abinus. Now, Rameir makes a lot of sense. Rameir is saying that she's like any other collector of debt that you pay Abinus. So, why does Rav Yehuda say she collects from the cheapest? Amrav Shimon, Ema Amru Ksubas Isha Biziboris, Shiyosa Masha Isha Rotsa Lisa, Haisha Rotsa Because women are very happy to get married, and therefore we don't need to incentivize it too much. We want to protect them a little bit, so they get the swampland, but you don't have to give them Grace Zach because it's not, we're not worried that it'll, uh, it'll stop. <coughs> women from wanting to get married. Now this next part of the b'risa is clearly something missing. I'll read it to you. There's something missing. Dover Acher, another pshat. Isha Yotzelur Tzona V'Shalolur Tzona. You could only divorce a woman by choice, by the man's choice. Ha'isha Meaning a woman could be forced to get divorced, but a man can, has to choose to get divorced. What does that have to do with anything? What, what does that have to do with Zibaris, uh, Bainus? My Dover Acher, what is this referring to? The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll why is there a ksub at all? Why is there a ksub at all? There's a ksub at all to protect the woman because we don't want it to be just you easily divorce her, right? Because the man chooses to divorce her, so he has to pay. It's like a penalty. So the Gemara says, some women can really force the divorce either. They can make your life miserable. Like she could be screaming at you and, and just make your life miserable. And she's also forcing you to divorce. So maybe she should have to pay a ksuba. The answer is, even if she makes your life miserable, the husband still has the choice to divorce her. The end of the day, you can send a get to a woman, Balkarchai, you can't deliver a get, Balkarchai. Yes, she might be the, she might have made your life miserable to the point where you're choosing to do that, but it's not, it's not actually going to be something that is required. I'll, you, you can't force a man to divorce his wife. Therefore, there's never a reason for the wife to pay a ksuba to the man. That's the Gemara says. My davar acher, the same way when a man divorces the woman, we he pays her a ksuba. What if she forces a divorce? That she should have to pay a ksuba. The answer is she can't force a divorce. She can never force him to get divorced. I'll tell you why. He could just withhold the gut. I don't care how, how miserable he is, he does not have to divorce her. And therefore, every divorce is his zone, and therefore we're comfortable making him pay exuba, but we're never going to make a woman pay exuba because at the end of the day, it's never her choice. She might be the neck that turns the head, but she is never actually forcing him to divorce. Okay, now from here until the end of the daf, it's very simple, and that is like this. I, I think I made a mistake yesterday. I mentioned in the Mishnah that Yisoyimim pay, you collect money from Yisoyimim from Zibaris. I said Yisoyimim that are Ketanim. I checked in the Shulchan Aruch. We pass and it's Yisoyimim Gedolim also. Meaning, if a Yosem is paying off his father's debt, then you only collect Zibaris to protect Yisoyimim. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're having it tough. We, we do not make them pay anything more than Zibaris. So the Mishnah says like this, Ksubas Yisho Zibaris. 
a ksuba isha, right, we just got finished saying that a ksuba of a woman is from the zibaris. Now, there's two ways that a woman will collect her ksuba. One is if her husband dies and she's collecting from the isomim. Two, if her husband divorces her and she's collecting from the husband herself. So the question is, when the Mishnah said that a of a woman is Zibiris, was that only when the husband died and because you're collecting from Yisayimim, it's always Zibiris? Or no, even when the husband's alive and he divorced her, it's also Zibiris. So the Gemara says, Amr Marzutra Bereder of Nachman. Marzutra says in the name of Nachman. Loi Amr El Miyasmi. Marzutra says, this concept in the Mishnah, that a woman ksuba is collected from Zibiris, that's only true when the husband dies because you're collecting from Yisayimim. It's only, I mean, and the Gemara is going to ask in a moment, though, what's the chiddush of Exubus Isha? All Yisayimim, you only pay Zibiris. So when she's collecting from the Yisayimim, it's Zibiris, but if, let's say, he divorced her and he's alive, and he's paying the check, it's Bainus. It's Bainus. Okay. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Miyas mi ma'iri Exubus Isha, feel kol nami. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me the Chiddush in the Mishnah is that when a woman collects from the Ksuba Zibiris, it's where the husband died and she's collecting from the Yisayimim. So why do you have to say Ksuba? All debt that's collected from Yisayimim is Zibiris. So why do you have to say Ksuba Zisha, like Hilu, it's a Chiddush? It, she, get in line. She's like any other Balchayiv you collect from Zibiris. So why does the Mishnah specify? Now, again, up to this point, I thought the Chiddush and the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Exubus Yisha Zibaris. I thought the case is that even when he divorces her and he's alive and it's not Yisomim, it's still Zibaris. That's a Chiddush. She's saying, no, 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 no. If you're collecting from a divorced husband, it's Beninus, like any other Bachov. What's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? That when the husband dies and she collects from Yisomim, it's Zibaris. What's the Chiddush? All, all Yisomim pays Zibaris. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you what, the Chiddush is like this. The case is where the husband died. And she's collecting from the Yisomim Aksuba. And the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that she pays Ziboris. She collects Ziboris. But wait a minute, I thought Yisomim always pays Ziboris. The answer is you might think that the Rabbanan wanted to allow her to get remarried again. And in order to get her to remarry again, she needs some cash. So you might think that the Rabbanon have favor in her eyes, give her better stuff, in order to help men marry her, want her to get married, all that stuff. Kamashwala, no, no, no. It's like any other Balchayv. You're collecting from Yisomim, you're paying Zibiris only. Okay. But we're back to Marzutra's point, that Marzutra's point is that Exubas Isha Zibiris is only from Yisomim. But from the husband who divorced her, it's Beninus. Okay, let's go another Kasha. Tashima. Now, again, we just got finished saying that we said Ksubas Isha Zibaris, or Meir disagrees, he says Beninus. Well, Miman, Ile Miyasme, Lesler, Meir Hadzatan, in from Nechzisome, Lemini Zibaris. Wait a minute. Ramir says that the Ksubas Isha is Beninus. From who? It can't be from the Yisomim, because Yisomim never pay Beninus. It must be from the husband, which means that when the Rabbana disagree with the Ramir and they say Zibaris, it also means from the husband. So how could you say that when you're collecting from the husband, it's Beninus, and Yisomim, it's Zibaris, because Ramir said Beninus. And he's obviously not talking about the Yisomim, because Yisomim never pay Beninus. It must be from the husband. Which means our mayor says Beninus from the husband, the Rabbanon says Zibaris from the husband. So the Gemara says, Zibaris. The answer is no. No, really go back. We're following Marzutra. And that is that when the husband is alive, you pay Beninus. And the Rabbanon and the mayor are Adafka arguing about Yisomim, meaning Yisomim, the Rabbanon say Zibaris, Yisom Rav Meir says Beninus. Wait a minute, why would the Yisomim pay Beninus? The answer is Mishum China. 
Meaning Rameir Taka follows that thought that we had before, which is, Rameir's opinion is, in order to incentivize her to get married, we actually take Ibaninus from the Yisomim. So we could still agree with Marzutra that when the husband is alive, you pay Bainanis. Rav Meir's chiddush is that even when you're collecting from Yisomim, you say Bainanis also. Okay. One last point, and we'll end with this. Amr Toshima. Again, we're trying to discredit Marzutra, who said that when a woman collects from her husband, she collects Bainanis, and from her Yisomim Ziboris. Amr Abaya, Toshima. Hani Zakin, if you're damaged, Shamlam Be'idis. You pay idis, so far so good. Balchov, if you're collecting a debt, Beninus. Ksubas Isha, Ziboris. Now this is obviously not talking about Yusomim. Miman, Again, this Mishnah gives three rules. It says, Ksubas Isha, Ziboris. Balchov, Beninus, damages idis. That's not Yusomim. Yusomim don't pay anything other than Ziboris. So that, what is that referring to? That must be referring to when the people are alive. Meaning... Someone damages you and they're alive, they pay idis. Someone lends you money and they're alive, they pay chbenis. The husband's alive and you're collecting the ksuba because he divorced you, ziboris. So you see that you collect from the husband, ziboris always. Because it can't be a somim. Again, Marzudra's point is that a ksubas isha, ziboris, only applies from yasomim. But if the husband's alive, it's benis. This Misha says ksubas isha, ziboris. And it's obviously not referring to Yisomim because Yisomim don't pay any of this stuff. So it must be the husband's alive and it's Ziboris. Okay, because right now we've had, like, we have two options. We have the husband's alive or the Yisomim. Right? Those are the only two options. Right? The husband's alive and he's paying because he divorced her. The husband died. It's the Yisomim. So this Mishnah says Ziboris. It can't be Yisomim because then why are you paying Balchov Idis? So that's up. So Yisomim out. It must be the husband's alive. And what do you see? You see when the husband's alive, you pay Ziboris. So the Gemara says no. So the Gemara went with this. The Gemara says, no, there's actually a third option. You know what the case is? The case is the husband died. But it's not, you're not collecting from the Yisomim. You're collecting from the father. Cases like this, you have three generations. You got the grandfather, the son, and the grandchildren. The son got married. The grandfather became his arev, became his guarantor for everything, for a balchov, for damages, for a ksuba, he became the Ariv. The, hu- the son died. So you're not going to the Yisomim, you're going to the father. And the Chiddush of this is, meaning, if the husband was taken alive and you're going to the husband, you get Bainanis. This Mishnah can't be talking about Yisomim, because then why are you paying? Again, the Mishnah said three things. It said, Ksubas Isha Ziboris, Balchov Bainanis, Nizakin Idis. It can't be Yisomim, because you wouldn't have the three categories. Yisomim is out. So we said, oh, must be the husband's alive. But that also doesn't work because Marzutra says, well, husband's alive, you pay bainus. The answer is, it's not the children. It's not the husband alive. Who are they going to? The husband's not going to die, but you're not going to Yisom. You're going to the dad. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that the father pays as if the husband was alive. Meaning, you, you pay as if the, the, not as if the husband, you pay as if the normal payment. Meaning, normally, when do you collect Balchov and damages? When the husband's alive. When the person's alive, that's normally the payment. So he will pay as if the father's alive. He'll, he'll take over that payment, so he'll pay. Okay, idis, he'll pay bainanis. When does the average person pay the ksuba? Most cases, when the husband died. So the orev 
is sort of in place of the Yisomim, and he only pays the Boris. So it's not from the Yisomim, but it's not from the husband. Who is it? It's from the Ariv, the father. So you're going to the grandfather. And the Chiddush is that the grandfather stands in place of the Yisomim, and he only pays the Boris, even though he's not a Yasim at all. But he pays the Boris. That's the Chiddush. So it's not the, it's not the Yisomim, but it's not the husband either. It's a new third case, and therefore it has no Shaykhistar discussion. It's a new third case, and that is the grandfather is an Arev, became a guarantor. So you're not going to the grandchildren, the Yisomim, to pay the Ksubas Yishi, you're going to the father-in-law. You're going to her father-in-law. So the Gemara says, So the woman who's collecting after her husband dies, she's trying to collect her Ksuba, not from her children, and the Yisomim, but from her father-in-law. And the Chiddush is, He's the guarantor, he pays as if the husband, you go with the common occurrence, meaning, the average Balchayv and Nizakin is collected when the person's alive. So therefore he pays as if the husband's alive. So he pays as Ksubazisha, most of the time is Lacharmisa Gavya. Most of the time you're paying the Ksuba after the husband died. So most of the time you're collecting from the assignment. So he becomes a guarantor instead of the assignment. So he only pays the virus. Now, one last line, we'll end with this. The problem is this will do with tomorrow. There is no such thing as a guarantor in a Ksuba. You can't be a guarantor in Aksuba for reasons that we'll deal with tomorrow. Just There's no such thing as a guarantor in Aksuba. If you're an Arev for Aksuba, you don't have to pay. So you're telling me the case is that the grandfather was the Arev for the Aksuba. There's no such thing as an Arev. The Gemara says, Ksuba I'm sorry, The case, the concept is there's no such thing as, a, as, a, as an Arev for Aksuba. The answer is you're right. There's no Arev, but you could be a Kablon. Kablon is like a mega Arev. The Kablon... Uh, the Kablan, meaning, what's the uh, Kablan? The difference between a Kablan and an Arev is if I lend you $1,000 and you're a little worried that you're going to be able to pay, so this Lord becomes your Arev, it means I go to you. If you can't pay, I go to him. A Kablan is you go straight to the Kablan. The Kablan is basically saying, I'm, I'm signing it, come to me directly. I have the cash. You don't have to go to him. So a Kablan taka works by Aksuba. So that's the case. The case is one more line line with this. The case is that the grandfather became a Kablan for the Ksuba, and that's how technically it works. Now, here's the problem. A Kablan only works if the, if the person he's signing for, in this case the husband, has money. So the Gemara says, There is an opinion in Tamar's Daf that a Kaplan only works if the person he's signing for has money. What if the son has no money? So the Gemara says, the case is two cases. The case was that the son had money at the time that he got married, but he lost it. Or The answer could be also that even uh, generally, yes, the person has to have money for the Kabbalan to really put himself on the line. And, but for a son, you'll put yourself on the line. The answer is for a son, he's Meshavit himself, even if his son has no money, because he's willing to do that. Yet generally, for a stranger, the guy has to have money. I need to have a little bit of confidence. But it, it, like that, I'm not just like throwing money down the drain. But if the, for a son, you'd put your money on the line for the son, even though you know you're losing your money.